welcome to the Toasted Buns podcast. My name is Tracy, and this is the Toasted Buns podcast. Uh, for those of you who are seeing our video, you might notice that I have someone here who is not my regular co-host. My regular co-host, Miss Hope Barbeau, is a pastry chef, as we've mentioned many times on this show, and she is stuck baking away tonight. She couldn't get away. I'm jealous. Yeah. So tonight we have a very special guest with us, Mr. Jeff, the 420 chef. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so I have much for having me. tons of questions for you. Um, we are talking about cannabis and cannabis cuisine. Um, this January 2018 in California, recreational marijuana became legal, which means that anyone over the state of 21 is allowed to possess at least an ounce of weed, up to an ounce of weed. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it, you can you can possess one ounce of weed. Right, yes. yeah. And you don't have to be from California to buy it. You could just be a visitor. So but you got to be 21. Yes. Lots of tourists we're expecting. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> so I think that probably, I mean, you're, I'm sure you're going to tell me, but since this law has come into effect, the whole world of cannabis cuisine and cannabis in general has really opened up. I have since visited a dispensary since it became legal just for research, mom and dad. Which, which one did you go to? <laughs> um, I've been to Zen in West Hollywood. Nice, nice. Yes, and then there's one in Silver Lake that just became recreational. Nice. Have you been to Medmen? I have not. Yes, I've been to Medmen. Yeah. So Medmen is the Apple Store of dispensaries. Oh boy. And when you walk in there, you're completely wowed. It's really amazing, just the way they have it all laid out, and uh, you know all the strains are in these little cute little uh, containers, with little magnifying glass. You can see the trichomes and the little slide over, so you can smell what it smells like. Oh wow! Yeah, they have an awesome staff that knows a lot. They're very, very, yeah. very, very um, educated, and they can really help you out a lot. So, okay. Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite dispensaries in in LA. So Mad Men, if you're watching, and would like Mad Men <laughs> yeah. would like to email us at the Toasted Buns Podcast at gmail .com. We'd love to hear from you, <laughs> and we'll tag you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, I guess I would I would like to say uh, since going to the dispensary, I ha I've been going for research and I've been asking a lot of questions about what's available to eat and cook because this is a food podcast. We're talking about cannabis in food. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, the dispensary I've been frequently la frequenting lately, the lady who always has helped me, her name's Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Uh, she, I asked her about like cooking with, uh, with cannabis and she's like, oh my God, I'm a cannabis chef also. Awesome. And she pulled out all these products of things that she liked to use that I didn't even know existed. Uh -huh. You know, my first ever experience of cannabis food was eating brownies in college. As everybody else. Yeah. Brownies and they cookies. were gross yeah, yeah. and they were disgusting. And I think that you probably have changed that. It's much, it's evolved since then. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I started out as a cannabis chef making brownies. You know, I mean, I, I had a friend of mine's mom was sick. I mean, a family member who was sick as well. And um, they were medicating with cannabis, but they didn't really know how to medicate with cannabis. You know, especially my friend's mom. She's like, I don't smoke. You know, they told me that it's supposed to help with the pain and the nausea from the chemo and everything. But I, what do I do with it? I said, I'll make you some brownies. I had no clue what I was doing. I went back to my college days and I was like, yeah, yeah you know, we're going to throw some weed into the bread, you know, make some butter or whatever. And it was horrible. They tasted terrible, terrible. So um, we kept going, went back to the well and she was dealing with it. We also didn't know how, like how 
potent they were. We yeah. had no clue, you know. So we were just making stuff, and one day it was really potent. One day it was like not so potent. So you know, I was challenged. Was your sick friend the guinea pig for these things, or were you? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say a guinea them? pig. No, no, no. Because okay. you know, I always made them, and then I tested them. I say, okay, yes. these are going to make you. These are really stronger. These are kind of weak, you know. So it was. It, there was really no um, consistency. Yeah. On top of that, they tasted really bad. Yeah. So you had the dosing, and then you had the the taste, you know, and it caused me a lot of anxiety. And I'm just like, how am I supposed to do this? You know, at the time, I wasn't a chef. You know, I was in marketing and fashion back in New York and everything and, oh, wow. had, you know, some big jobs out there. You know, I was executive vice president of one company, president of another. And, you know, really, really a whole different world. Yeah. You know, and then life just took a turn for me. And I'm like, all right, God, I get it. This is definitely a hint that I'm got to I'm going to stop what I'm doing now. I've been very successful at it, but what am I supposed to do next? And I had no clue. And I went through that kind of like that midlife crisis. Oh yeah. And um I was listening to Anthony Robbins. I'm going Robbins. through that right now. Yeah, okay. So listen <laughs> to Anthony Robbins. He has um a uh, you know, a bunch of series of like, you know, I guess uh CDs and um this was called uh, Awaken the Beast Within. Oh. And on the 11th CD, he said, "If you want to find out what your purpose in life is, Think about what you do when you're bored. So after you get rid of all the other stuff you do when you're bored, TV and sex and going to the refrigerator 10 times and all that other stuff, what do you like to do when you're bored, right? And um, I thought about it and I was like, I love to cook. I mean, I'm always in the kitchen cooking and baking and just making things. I love doing it for other people. And that's one of my favorite things to do is to create something and and say, hey, you know, try this out. And I love cannabis. You know, and at the time I was also helping my friend's mom and this family member. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. And all of a sudden an idea comes in my head to 420 chef. I was like, well, that's kind of crazy. You know, so I went to my computer. Were you stoned when that, when I that most probably was up? stoned. Yes, I most probably was. Um, but I ran to my computer because it was so compelling. And I looked up the 420chef.com, the URL on GoDaddy, you know, and yeah. it was available. But I didn't buy it. I ended up deciding to sleep on it for a few weeks. About two weeks later... I get woken up at 3.30 in the morning. This is how crazy this world is, right? 3.30 in the morning, I get woken up out of like a sound sleep with a thought in my head. Get the 420 Chef now. Get the 420 Chef now. I run to my computer. I turn it on at 3.30 in the morning in New York. And I go to getthe420chef.com and it's bought. Oh my God. And there's something on, you know, you can go into something called Who Is, And you can find out who actually owns the URL. And there was a company called Marijuana Inc. And I was like, all right, God, I get it. I messed up. Now, what am I supposed to do? And the next thought in my head was, Jeff, the 420 chef. So I bought that URL right away. What year was this? Do you remember? So this is, yeah, it was 2012. Okay. Yeah. So, so pretty this recently. Is, yeah, like six years ago. Yeah. I've been doing this for six years. And, uh, you know, I think I, I alluded to the fact that taste was something that was always bothering me. But mm-hmm. what I didn't tell you that was that from the time I was starting to cook for, you know, my friend's mom and, you know, um, the family member, a couple other people I was in, I was cooking for as well. I would fly to Colorado and California and cook for them. And those are the states where it's legal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And they challenged me. You know, one guy said, if you could just take out that taste and figure out the dosing, you would have something really special. So I was like, well, I don't think you could take out the taste. It's a plan. And dosing is all over the place. But it was a challenge. And I love challenges. Took me about a year and a half to figure it out. But as soon as I pulled the trigger on Jeff the 420 Chef, the next morning, I figured out how to take out the taste. 
And how did you do that? Ah, <laughs> well, that's a secret. But what I but what I but what I can tell you is what I tell everybody else. What I teach actually is how to take out the majority of the taste. So you can do this at home. And if you take out, if you follow my process for taking out the taste, which basically is cleaning the cannabis, um, you'll be able to make edibles that are so light tasting, you'll you hardly taste any cannabis in your edibles if you taste it at all, if you're dosing properly. You know, if you want to have a hundred milligram brownie, I'm sorry, it's not gonna happen. But if you have a 10 milligram brownie, then you probably won't taste the cannabis. Um, okay, so I think maybe we should start from the next part of the beginning. Like <laughs> now, I know how you've got to where you've gotten, which is really fascinating. Because one of my questions for sure was if you were into cooking before and yeah. if you were a professional chef in any way before. So, gosh, um, where should we start? I guess why don't you tell us about the challenges of cooking with cannabis yeah. and and you know, the differences between THC and CBD. Yes, yeah, yeah. And so and that, that's that. a great question. Yeah. So, you know, well, the challenge first is, you know, how do you make sure that what you're cooking or what you're, what you're making is actually a clean product, right? If you read the stories that are out there now, cannabis from Colorado to California, Washington, one of the biggest issues is that a lot of it is tainted. So if you don't buy from a reputable dispensary where they're actually testing for pesticides and mold and fungus and bacteria, you know, and heavy metals and all those uh, impurities that are in the cannabis, you're going to have dirty cannabis and you're like, going to have dirty edibles. Is it like shopping at Whole Foods versus, you know, it's, um, superior well, market? Kind of, yeah. I mean, that part of it, yes. So, you know, you want to make sure that you're getting your cannabis from a reputable dispensary. However, as we know, most people don't. Most people don't even have access, yeah. you know, to reputable dispensaries or reputable can good cannabis. So, you know, one of the things that I realized is that you have to clean your cannabis. The same way you clean your fruits and vegetables, you clean your cannabis. And that was really part of the beginning. So when I was making initially my butters and oils, I did it the same way everybody does it. You take your cannabis, you grind it up, you throw it into a crock pot with some butter or oil and some water so it doesn't burn. You leave it overnight for 12 hours. The next morning you have this really danky, dark green can of butter or can of oil and then you can use it in your recipes and it still tastes and good. it really doesn't taste good and you have no clue i think what that's how we is. made brownies back in the day yeah, yeah that was back in the day and that's the way most people still do it yeah you know so i said well what if i clean it you know what if what if i take out any impurities that i can i don't even know how to clean it i'm like well how can i clean a plant you know and i started thinking about you know look i did so much research online it was amazing and i i read an article that um uh Distilled water, which has a perfect pH of 7, 7.0, um, can actually leach out certain impurities from herbs and plants and stuff. So I thought, oh, let me try that. Because the other ways I was trying it wasn't really working so well. But the distilled water worked amazing. And the, set, the next day, like I put it in distilled water in a French press because it has a filter on it. It has a screen on it. So it's really easy to, to strain it. A little trick that I, <laughs> I came up with. And um, I put the distilled water in the French press with the cannabis. And the next day, the water was disgusting looking. So you're putting in like the whole flowers. I'm putting, so I'm, I'm picking, at the time the I was grinding, I mean, yeah. at the time I was grinding it, okay. I, I tell people don't grind it anymore. Yeah. Pick it off the bud because when you grind it, you're losing your trichomes. And you, that's key, right? You don't want to lose your trichomes when you're cooking with it. You want to preserve your trichomes. So you Why? pick it what off the, the bud. Do? So the trichomes are the crystals that are on the plant that actually house the THC and the CBD. So that's what gets you stoned. Yeah, yes. Uh, yes. Or and also has a CBD in it, but there's also CBD in the hairs, right? So that's 
that that's another part of the part of the process it's such that a I figured out. Plant, it? it is it's very interesting. Yeah, and it's been around since the beginning of time. Yeah, you know, um, it's one of those things that we've been blessed with, and for some ridiculous reason, we vilified it. Yeah, and now look what we're doing. Now we're you know we're uh, struggling with the opioid diseases. crisis and, yeah. and the, you know these terrible. Which are not natural or from the earth in any way. Yeah, well, or, or they may have started out. Right. You know, because opium is not a terrible thing. It's, right. It's, you know, it's actually a medicinal plant, but we have completely um, just, you know, turned it into this terrible. The medications are horrible. Yeah. You know, and um, look, I mean, I don't want, we won't go into the drug. Yeah, companies. this is That's a, food a whole podcast. different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, from a food from a, um, a food standpoint, I always say the same way you clean your fruits and vegetables, you should be cleaning your cannabis because you will get out impurities at least the surface impurities from the plant. You know, we can't take out anything that's systemic, like um, pesticides, for example, that are in the plant. Right. But if there's pesticides on the plant, some of those pesticides are going to come off. You know, and I actually did a test where, you know, we we actually sprayed a pesticide on the outside of a plant. We put it through the process, and at the end, we sent it in, and the um, there was no pesticide. Wow. Now, we don't know whether or not they don't test for that pesticide or not, but the, 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 the pesticide plant came back with zero. Right. You know, so, um, you know, it's really interesting. that, And when you see the stuff you take out of the plant, when you see the dirty water and you smell it, it's disgusting. You're so happy you're not putting that in your body. Yeah. So then what does the plant look like at, afterwards, after you've cleaned it? I actually have a sample that I can show oh, you um, if you'd like. Yeah. Um, Hector, if you bring over my bag over there and, and we'll, we'll, we'll put a little sample on and I'll, we'll pass it around so you can see what it's all about. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you. All right. So... This is the way it starts out. A jar of marijuana. Just I've never seen this before. <laughs> open that up. <laughs> smell it. Wow, it smells so earthy. <laughs> it's pretty pungent. Yeah. Right. So that strain is um, super lemon haze. Okay. Okay. Is it an indica or a sativa? A haze is a as a sativa. Okay. So usually a kush is, is an indica and a haze is a sativa. Okay. This is the same strain, right? I have this little uh, thing here to keep the moisture content. But anyway, here, so you can smoke that later. All right, now I want you to smell this. This is the same exact strain, and this has been cleaned. Oh, my goodness. For those of you listening, I am smelling two different, two jars of marijuana that are the same The plant. same, and the same exact batch. So I so, got an ounce totally of this And it's a totally different strain. color. Yep, yeah. And then we, we can show everybody also. So, you know, it starts out like this, obviously. You've seen what this looks like. Um, but when you clean it, you're taking out chlorophyll. We're taking out um, all the surface impurities. We're also taking out moisture from it. So it's not as pretty, it but it's actually more potent per gram. Wow. Because you don't lose the trichomes because the yeah. trichomes are hydrophobic, meaning that they'll stick to the plant at all costs. So all you have left here is plant matter and trichomes. And here you have everything, right? Yeah. So, you know, um, people always say to me, but you're getting rid of the terpenes. And terpenes are beneficial. And what are they? So terpenes are the essential plant oils and flavonoids. So that's what you're tasting. That's what you're smelling are the terpenes. And they are very beneficial. But what people don't know is that when you're cooking with cannabis, terpenes evaporate at between 211 and 214 degrees Fahrenheit, which means that if you're cooking with it, you're losing them anyway. And that terrible taste that you are tasting 
is actually the burnt off terpenes that you're tasting. So you're tasting burnt terpenes, burnt chlorophyll. You're tasting all this stuff that's actually burning off in the plant in your food. All the, right? all the gross stuff that we shouldn't be eating anyway. Well, and you know, the terpenes are fine, right? But once they burn off, it's residual taste from the burnt terpenes oh, and, you don't, and you don't want that. Right. So, you know, I figured that out a long time ago. I'm like, wow, so let's just take off whatever's going to cause the bad taste. Let's keep the medicine intact. And now you have this free leaf. Now, the cool thing about this also is that this is pre-decarbed. So if you're going to cook with this, the reason why you're going to put it in a crock pot, let's say, for 12 hours is because in addition to leaching out the trichomes and leaching out the THC and CBD into your butter or oil, um, you're also decarboxylating it, meaning that you're changing the THCA in this plant, right? Because right now you can eat this. It won't do anything to you. It is THCA. We haven't activated the THC. Right. The only way that you can activate the THC is through combustion right? Or through time and heat. So you're going to put this in a crock pot for 12 hours, the time and the heat are going to uh, decarb it, right? Through my process, one of the steps in the process is a decarbing process for 90 minutes. So you stick it in an oven. After you've gone through the soaking process, um, then you, you're going to blanch it. So you put it into um, uh, boiling distilled water and then uh, ice water that's also distilled water. And then you just take it, you squeeze out, you squeeze out you know, as much water as you possibly can without going too hard on the squeeze. And then you, um, you take this, you stick it into an oven, 240 degrees, cover it with foil, leave it in the oven 60 to 90 minutes and you're good to go. And then you can cook with it. Yes, yes. And then it's decarbed. So now all you have to do is throw it into butter or oil in a French press because it's a great strainer, right? Yes. Put it in a pot like it's a double boiler. And then it only has to be in there for two hours. And then you have a whole stick of butter. Right? Well, yeah, you have as much as you want to make. So I always say use an ounce, like one to one, right? So one ounce of oil to one gram of bud, one ounce of butter to one uh, one gram of bud. Uh, the only thing that, I'll, that, I tell, that people need to, need to know about also is that um, you lose 40% of the weight because we're taking out the moisture. We're taking off, you know, the hairs are coming off, the moisture's coming off. Um, a lot of the stuff that's on top of the plant is coming out. So all you're left with is the plant matter and the trichomes. So you're losing the weight. But if this strain started out at 20%, we've had it tested um, per gram, it's now 23% per gram, even wow. though it's less grams. Wow. That is so fascinating. So it sounds like the essential tools you would need to do this are French press. Yep. Um, what's that little tea thing? That tea you, strainer. Tea yep, strainer. yep, yep. And you just put in the tea strainer to keep it all together. Right. You don't want to lose it, right. so you stick yeah. it in the tea strainer. Because when I was reading your cookbook, I was like, okay, well, how would I, how would I blanch it? If if you just dump this in it, it's gonna like float away. I mean, like break apart. No, it, it? it won't break apart. It you know, it, it'll be there, but you'll lose, you'll lose the smaller pieces. It's just right. really hard to go fishing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't want to go fishing around. So if you put it in a large tea strainer and just dump that tea strainer into boiling water and then ice water, yeah, that's how you blend it. it all together. Yeah. Awesome. And any other tools that you would think are like... So a French press... Uh, tea strainer, you need a pot for boiling water, you need a bowl for ice water, um, and you need an oven, a little and pan, and, and a pan. And marijuana. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so pretty yeah. much anyone could do that. Yep. Amazing. And uh, so do you have like favorite things that you like to cook? Oh my it? God, I have over 500 recipes. Wow. That cookbook only has 100. Uh, um, this is, I'm looking at the 420 Gourmet, the elevated art of cannabis cuisine. Yeah, How many yeah. cookbooks do you have? What do you mean? Oh, this is my first cookbook. This is your first Yeah, cookbook. yeah. I'm working okay. on my second one Which now. Is so beautiful. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, the uh, the photographer uh, is an award-winning photographer. She, um, she shot the uh, kitchen cookbook. Amazing. And uh, won a James Beard Award. Wow. So, yeah, she's in, her name is Leela Sid, and she's absolutely incredible. Yeah, the photos are beautiful. And HarperCollins published it. So it's it's the first cookbook published by a major publisher in the cannabis space. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. 
And you host dinner parties too, right? So yes, I don't. I can't say I host the dinner parties, but we do dinner dinner parties. Okay. So a host will call me and say, "Hey, we want to do a dinner party," you know, and They'll they have they have to supply cook. everything. So they're basically just paying me for my culinary services, okay. you know. And I'll I'll do as a favor for them. I'll clean the cannabis and turn it into butter and oil, and then uh, we have their event. Okay, and so has has that like really changed this year? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's yeah still you... early into twenty eighteen, but. Yeah, yeah, it's um, you know, so business has been brisk, people wanting it, yeah. but from a legal standpoint, we're kind of like, okay, well, how do we do this? You know, now that the laws have changed, there's different ways to do it. So we're still doing it the, the same way that we were doing it in the past, where people supply the cannabis to us, okay. we clean it, and we cook with it, and they, you know, they so basically, you're basically like a personal chef for hire. Yeah, and they basically pay an appearance fee, you know, so because okay. we can't charge for it. You know, you're oh, not allowed I to see. charge for the edibles, so oh, we give wow. it away for free, basically. Interesting. Um, but you know, they'll pay an appearance fee and um, so I mean, or a there, chef are, fee. there are some other um, cannabis dinner parties happening in LA, right? There now. are a lot of cannabis dinner parties so. happening all over the place. Now, however, people are doing it. So <laughs> again, you know, it's the way that they structure it. Yeah. Um. So they they'll charge an admission fee, but the food is free. I see. So there's ways or a legally. Fee, yeah, maybe. and however they do it, you okay. know, and yeah, I I stick pretty close to. What I love to do, which is teaching people how to do it. Yeah. Um, I love to go to somebody's house and say, here's how you can do this for yourself. You know, it's easy or expensive, both, but to pay, you know, X amount of dollars for, you know, to have somebody cook a cannabis infused meal for you. But um, if you could do it yourself whenever you want. You can make bedtime cookies or yeah. brownies or, you know, wake and or bake breakfast. Or a whole Shabbat or... dinner, which is what, Shabbat, what you yep, yep, I yep. love that <laughs> idea. That's amazing. I do would I would like to make that matzo ball soup. Oh, it's matzo ball soup. <laughs> matzo ball soup. It's amazing. cannabis-infused yes. matzo balls, right? Yes. Um, okay, so basically once somebody knows how to make the butter and the oil, they can make anything. Right. You can make anything. And I think the next challenge is knowing how potent the butter and the oil is. Yes. That is a great thing to talk about. Let's talk about that. Like, how yeah. do you figure out dosing? So it took me a long time to figure this out. Yeah. And I worked with um, uh, several different labs. Um, one of the labs in Oakland that I work with is called CW Analytics. And they were awesome to work with me to really figure out the formula. So, you know, we took the cannabis, we cleaned it, we went through, I think, like eight or nine different strains, um, tested each and every one through the process, and realized that no matter what strain we were using, the percentages didn't change of what we were losing for the most part. Mm -hmm. If the cannabis was really old and dry um, versus if it was you know fresher, then there's a bit of a, de a deferential when it comes, for example, to the weight loss. You know, So that's something that you have to keep in mind. It may not be 100%. That's why the calculator um, that we have now on my website. So if you go to jeff420chef.com and you click on THC calculator, you'll be able to um, figure out your approximate dosage. We can't give you the exact dosage sure. or precise dosage because you never really know if this is really 20% right. THC. You know, I mean, it may have been tested at 20%, but what part of the plant did they test, right? And what part of the plant do I have here, right? So we really don't know for sure, but within range, um, and we're pretty much, you know, um, I think we're like 10% on either side, which is not a lot. If you think about it, it's like one milligram really on either side, so. And like, what's the average amount for a person to ingest? Great question. Yeah. <laughs> so the, um, the state of California, State of Colorado, you know, for the the adult use states have uh, specified that ten milligrams is considered a single dose, but ten milligrams is is typically much too much for somebody who's not used to it. Okay. Like if you do ten milligrams and you're not used to an edible, 
you'll be like, whoa, where am I? What am I doing? And you'll feel, it'll be pretty strong. You might not enjoy it, you know? So I always tell people start really, really low. Five milligrams is even a lot for some people. You know, um, one of my closest friends, we, you know, he, the second they opened up, you know, um, adult use here in LA. And we bu- I bought these a can of coffee beans, which he couldn't buy these Kiva coffee beans because he was adult use. But since I was medical, I could buy it. And I was like, you know what? I can share this with you now. Yeah. And I gave him a coffee bean. It was five milligrams. He couldn't function all day. Wow. Yeah. So it really it, you really, everyone is different. Everyone's very different. Yeah. And once you get used to it, you know, you start, you start to understand how it's supposed to make you feel. And, you know, you start to titrate up a little bit. You know, my, my magic sweet spot for me, and I've been doing this for like six years now constantly is 10 milligrams okay which is what california deems as yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i could do you could do as much as you want yeah you know course. but i mean to be on the safe side yeah 10 sure i mean yeah. anything more is not necessarily fun or enjoyable yeah yeah can't, can't move i mean my, i'll tell you um the universe put in my hands six and a half years ago a little pill that was 150 milligrams of thc that one of my friends got from a dispensary in Sacramento and said, you got to do this, but you have to give yourself three days. And I'm like, oh, what are you God, talking about? No. I had no clue. And I really, really Did didn't know. It? Yeah. I said, you know what? Let me do it on a Friday and see how it's going to make me feel. Like, what can it possibly do to me? All right. So I take the pill. I'm laying on the couch. 25 minutes later, I start feeling I was kicking in. But this is like really strong, right? Yeah. Within an hour, I couldn't even get up off the couch. I had to get from the couch to my bedroom. Thank God the bathroom was in the middle because I just had to take a break and sit down. Oh, my God. And I did. I was. I woke up like this four hours later. Oh, my God. And I went. then I finally went to my bed, and he was right. It took three days. I couldn't function for three days. Did you just lay days. in your bed for three I laid days? him it was between the bathroom and my bed, and it took me literally... 20 minutes to get from one to the next and they were maybe 10 I hated it yeah I mean when in what instance would that be enjoyable for anyone unless you really just want to be knocked out yeah no it was even if you want to be knocked out it's terrible yeah it's you you feel like you're gonna die Oh. You know, I knew I wouldn't, yeah. but I was just waiting for it to finally, Monday morning, I woke up to go to work and I was like, oh my God, I finally feel like a semblance of normal. Wow. So yeah, that's a lot, 150 lot. milligrams. Don't you don't do want to do that. Don't do that. Yeah. And that's not what you put in your food. No, yeah. no. So my food is low dosed and I um, am the pioneer of microdosing and something called layered microdosing. So what that is, is if you're going to come to one of my list, for example, Pat Shabbat's, Right. Yes. Your matzo ball is going to. Do you do that every Friday? No, no. I do it every once in a while. You know, we're going to do a a pot Passover. We did one last year in Washington, DC. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're really fun. But um, so every part of it. Yes, it is. It is. (laughs) But so everything we serve is like one or two milligrams. Okay, which so by the end of the night you're going to have ten milligrams. So what happens by the end of the night at this sort of? Because because it's layered microdosing. And we don't serve alcohol. I tell people you might, if you want to do alcohol and you're dead set on it, you can do a glass of wine before everything starts. But just to like, yeah, Yeah. to loosen everybody up, right? But when you're working with cannabis infused edibles, you want to make sure that it's about the edibles. And I want to make sure it's about my food. I want people to go, oh my God, not only did it taste great, but it made me feel incredible. You know, and everyone's like, wow, you know, that was an amazing experience yes. because the because layers. it's about the food, people. We are about the food. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and the layers wear off, right? So you have so one. by the time you're on the By the time course. you're on 10, you know, yeah, like you get to, let's say, you know, your 10th milligram, your first two, uh, two or three are pretty much wearing Does off. Does it work that way? Yeah, yeah. How long do they last? Which is- it lasts for a long time. But, you know, <laughs> if you do 10 milligrams right now, it'll last four to six hours, yeah. right? But if you do microdosing, then you'll feel it throughout the night. But it'll be a really nice, calm, 
So Hi. you're while you're making this whole dinner party, I mean, how are you able to to make sure that there's only one eyedroppers? Yeah. So you just <laughs> I use an with eyedropper. the oil or the butter, you already yeah. know what the what the percentage yeah. is in there and then you're measuring it out. Yeah, so so you know, we we've gotten it down to a science yeah. now. You know, we actually we we still send it out to a lab every once in a while to have it tested sure. if we're not hundred percent sure and we have the time to do it so that we'll know just how potent the butter or the oil is. Are you always but using we, um, the same uh, strain and same. Nope. No, no, no. It's always it different. Always yeah, different. yeah, yeah. But I, what I will tell you is that if you're doing a dinner party and you want to cook with cannabis, use a sativa <laughs> and you can use an indica for dessert okay. because a sativa is more uplifting and it, it just, it's, it's, a, it's a lot more fun, right? It's, right. it's um, higher energy. Yeah. Giggly, yeah, creative, you know, it's, it's really fun. <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> but um, the indicas are more relaxed couch lock like okay like time, time to wrap it up yeah so for yeah. dessert you always want to do an indica so and people sleep well speaking of dessert and um not dessert like is how do you what's is there a difference between cooking like savory and sweet food you know only in the way you cook yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I, mean, I mean it really like, depends i mean look there are a few things a few rules you have to know when you're cooking with cannabis you never go above 340 degrees okay. because uh, Although THC burns off and evaporates at 365 degrees and CBD at 395 degrees, most home ovens can fluctuate up to 25 degrees on either side. So if you go, if you don't, if you're let's say at 350, like most recipes call for, and you have a hot spot in your oven, you're at 375. You're not only losing the THC, but then you're converting the THC to something called CBN, and the CBNs are what make you feel really nice and tired and really chill you know so it is a cannabinoid so it's, but it's a byproduct also of, C of um, THC so even if you're cooking with a sativa you might end up with, a indica with an indica sort of feeling yes yes wow the other thing it's is such also a science isn't it it really is yeah. also you know you have to look at if you can look at the trichomes you know like that's why I love MedMen so much because MedMen will let you look with a little like magnifying glass to see the color of the trichomes so if a sativa for example is harvested too late in its ripening phase it'll have amber trichomes when that happens it acts like an indica wow it'll make you sleepy can you see them on this uh if you had a magnifying glass okay. yes you'd definitely be able to see them wow um have you ever been to northern california of course yeah. <laughs> well i just said this, i did a big dinner in sonoma for 200 people oh wow yeah yeah it's called the norcal canna cuisine it uh, honored steve d'angelo who's basically the the granddaddy of cannabis in California and probably throughout the country. Okay. Um, legalization. He's a huge activist, uh, an amazing, amazing person. Um, and, and we honored him at this dinner party and um, he's a great friend. And yeah, it was awesome. a lot of fun. That's cool. What did you make? So for that, we started with infused drinks that were non-alcoholic. So I made my 420 Irish cream, mm -hmm. which tastes like an Irish cream, but there's no alcohol in it. We use Jameson as the base, but we burn off the alcohol okay. to make it into a Jameson syrup. And then we'll make a and Irish cream with, you know, like heavy cream and sweetened condensed milk and chocolate and coffee and Kiva coffee Yum. beans, you know, so it's a really fun drink. So we started with that. We, st we did a, um, an Agua de Jamaica, which was also infused, non-alcoholic, of mm -hmm. course. And then we went into a watermelon gazpacho and we served uh, vegan, vegetarian and um, chicken. We had three different options. Okay. So for the vegan vegetarians, we did a stuffed mushroom, stuffed portobello mushroom. Um, then we did um, a zucchini nest, and um, for the um, and then onion drenched potatoes. And for the uh, for the meat eaters, we did a, a rustic roasted chicken with the the um, zucchini 
green papaya nest with a raw quail egg in the middle. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then it was really cool. And then we did the underdrenched potatoes. And then for dessert, we did these little s'more brownie pillows, which this guy in the video said knocks your socks off because they're really good. These teeny little brownies with ice cream and berries and stuff. And it was really great. It was a lot of fun. And everything had cannabis in it. Everything had can well, so everything could have cannabis in it if they wanted. Okay. Right. So throughout all my dinner parties, and I always tell people who are going to be doing dinner parties, don't just dose everything up and assume that everybody wants to medicate throughout the entire meal. Some people are like, I just want the gazpacho medicated, but I want my meal to be non-medicated. Yeah. Right. Other people are like, please medicate everything. So if we medicate everything, they get ten milligrams. If we only medicate little pieces of it, they'll get two or three or five milligrams and we tell them how much we can medicate each one with. Okay, cool. Fun, right? Yeah. Where was where was your dinner party in Sonoma? <laughs> so it was at a private well, it was at a farm uh-huh. in Sonoma County. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. Oh, like at a pot farm. Huh? No, 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 not, oh, okay. no, 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 not, 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 not a pot farm. But it was actually Just a real it was, farm. There's a well, lot of was, all sorts of farms there. Yeah, so it wasn't really at a farm farm. So there was a um, uh, there's a place that has a beautiful area outside. But it was yeah, yeah like that. Yeah. Yeah. I lived in Sonoma for a little bit. Okay, yeah, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it there. It's beautiful. There's a whole video on it online. You can check oh, it. I'll yeah, check yeah. it out. Where, yes. where could I find it? On jetthe420chef.com. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. <laughs> and also on the Cannabis Cooking Channel, WPIX did a whole thing. Well, let's it. talk about the Cannabis Cooking Channel also, right? That just launched? So we did a soft launch of it yesterday, and we started populating it today. Okay. So you can go to the cannabiscookingchannel.com, and you'll see our first video. We did it with um, a pastry chef here in LA. Uh, her name is Lena Marie, and she, taught, she was teaching how to make. Uh, a vegan chocolate avocado mousse. Wow, that actually sounds good. And we Usually infused very it. Anti-vegan. <laughs> okay, so this mousse, if you like chocolate mousse, it tastes yeah. exactly like chocolate mousse, right? But what she did it to, for the creamy part, she used avocado. Yes, I've so heard of that with key lime pie. Too. Amazing! Yeah, oh my god, good. it was so fantastic. Yeah. It's um, it's only like four ingredients plus the cannabis. It's the avocado. It's cocoa powder. Uh, it's um, powdered sugar. Um, she always says seventy percent cocoa powder, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we put the uh, can of oil into it. Awesome. And um, so, is that going to be a regular occurring thing? Yes. Yeah. 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 So we're launching a new a new segment every week. Every week. Yeah. Yeah. Every week. So we launch today, and we'll be another one next Thursday. And yeah. Yeah. And so every, every time day. it will be a video of someone cooking with cannabis. So it's either me or somebody else. We're teaching how to cook. So it's a, so uh, our producer. Um, and head of content actually won four Emmys oh, for awesome. Martha Stewart Living. Oh my gosh, yes, that's fantastic! Yeah. And um, our the top photographer there won a Peabody. Awesome. You know, so he's doing all the beauty shots Amazing. and everything. And there's just a lot of great things that are yes. happening with it. And the music um, that we used was written by a guy named Val Gray, who's been nominated for Grammys nine time nine times and won a Grammy for Betty Davis Eyes. Oh. I do like that Isn't song. Isn't that pretty that's awesome? Yeah, so the music is... Wow, you know, that's cool. So it, it's going to be a success. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we've got a great team. We've <laughs> yeah. really got a great team. And it's a lot of fun. You know, we're just starting out, so bear with us. You know, it's... Um, Everybody check it out. Though. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, that's cool. And what about... Well, so it's the free leaf cleaning process. That's what we've talked about. Right. Already, so, right? so the free leaf cleaning process... So there's two parts. There's one you can do at home that I teach, and then there's the actual free leaf cleaning process that I put it through two or three other things that I don't disclose and it's patent pending. So we're actually going to be selling this free leaf um, in a dispensary that we're working on a deal with right now. Yeah, and uh, you'll be able to buy this at one dispensary in Northern California, one dispensary in Southern Are California. Are you allowed to tell us which one yet? I can't yet. Okay. Yeah, I, I wish I could, but you'll be able, and then you'll be able to make your own can of butter and can of oil that doesn't have any taste. And is, is smoking this 
I think, great. Yeah, it's you better can. than oh my god, better than smoking that. I won't say it's better. I'll say it's different. Well, what about health wise? Um, again, I can't say. I don't. I don't want to say. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know what I will tell you is that if you smoke free leaf, it doesn't taste. There's no taste. It's just like smoking something that's like smoky. Right. Right. The smell. There's hardly any smell. Almost like vaping. Not even because there's no cannabis smell to it. Right. So it smells like you're smoking some sort of a plant, but you can't really put your finger on it, which is really cool if you live in an apartment yeah. or whatever. You want people to know that you're smoking this, and you can it gets you higher than the regular wow. stuff because it's more potent per gram, right? Um, so you can definitely smoke this, but we're putting it out there as a culinary That's product because there's no other product out there like it. So when I was at the dispensary asking my little hostess questions, she ha- she had this like powder. There's a new powder that you can like just basically sprinkle on food. To yeah, make it. yeah, they 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 have those as well. Um, there's a lot. Look, you know, there's a so lot much. of ways that that you can that you can infuse food. Yeah. Right. The powder has a taste to it. At mm-hmm. least the ones that I've tasted, I've never tasted one without a taste. Um, you know, it's also dosing. How do it, how much do you actually use and where do you put it and what happens if you over you yeah, know do it? it is it's kind of yeah, I don't use any of that. Yeah. So um, a lot of chefs out there, pretty much I think every other chef but me, as far as I know, and I don't know this for a fact, but if they're cooking with cannabis and they don't want to have the taste, they're typically taking oils. Um, concentrates, mm-hmm. you know, that may be um, extracted with um, CO2 for extraction is a great extraction for that. And they're taking out the terpenes or having the extractor take out the terpenes and then they're mixing it into their oil. So they're using an oil that is made from um, from an oil, with an oil, right? Um, other chefs out there, um, there's a woman named Andrea Drummer who's a top cannabis chef here. She's a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, she actually pairs the flavor of the cannabis with the food. Wow. You know, so, you know, that's definitely something that people are doing as well. I'm one of these people that, you know, I love garlic, for example, but I don't want it in my chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. So I can make a light tasting version of this, which is what I teach everyone how to do. Or I can make a tasteless version of it and still medicate with it. So. And are, do you use any other parts of the plant in your cooking? Like the leaves? Or yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just did a lasagna, actually. Mm, I love and lasagna. we did spinach <laughs> cannabis leaf lasagna. And oh if you God. go to jetthe420chef.com on my Instagram, you have to scroll down a bit because it's kind of far down now. But there's the uh, cannabis leaf lasagna, which is cannabis leaf and spinach. And then it's am- it's amazing. It's got a very peppery taste. Yeah. It's yeah, really good. Yeah. Okay. Would you say that's one of your favorite recipes? No. No, they're all favorites. <laughs> Seriously, I can't pick a favorite. Yeah. All, look, I know. It's like fa- picking a favorite child. Yeah. Did you see my macarons that I made yesterday? No. Okay. So go, if you go to my Instagram, you'll see I actually took macarons. a break from Instagram yesterday. I'm going to show them to you. I see any love. Oh, you know what? My phone is over there. But uh, you know what? Um, I'll show you my my macarons. They came out incredible. Wow. Each one was dosed like five milligrams. And oh my they were god, so that sounds good. amazing! I just yeah. had my first macaron recently. Did you? Yes, and I'm definitely addicted now. So that sounds. I, really I'll good. teach you how to make them. They're so much fun to make. Yeah. it's really yeah, it's okay. great. Cool, awesome. Um, so this is your cookbook, the 420 Gourmet: The Elevated Art of Cannabis Cuisine. Do you want to tell us anything else about this? It's a really beautiful book. It's an I'm awesome really book. Looking forward to <laughs> yes, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what sets this book apart from any other cannabis cookbook out there. What sets this apart from any other cannabis cookbook out there is that number one, it tells you how to make the free leaf, right? It also it really does. It, it also um, each recipe will tell you how many milligrams per serving it is, 
if you follow the directions how to make the butter oil and then it's you amazing. use it and you follow the recipe in there. So it has and it has uh, 33 pages at the beginning to tell you all about cannabis. Yeah, and which I read and, all of that and it was yeah. really, really well done and very informative and easy to follow. And I felt like I wasn't intimidated. By thank it. you. Thank yeah, you. It's so, very approachable. Yeah. So congratulations on all thank this. You, thank, thank you, you very so much. much for being here. Well, thank I you for having me. This so is so much, much fun. Yeah. yeah. It's like I love talking about yes, this stuff. Yes, you guys. Uh, the Toasted Buns podcast. Check us out. Feel free to email us any questions, uh, suggestions of places to eat, all of that sort of stuff. The Toasted Buns podcast at gmail.com. And my name's Tracy. Hope we'll be back next time. I think we're going to be discussing brunch and pastries. Oh, my God. That and sounds awesome. That's it. We'll see you then. Have have fun and enjoy your your cannabis eating <laughs> safely <laughs> and we'll see you soon thank you